Hello, and welcome to the Realist You Podcast, a podcast designed for stressed out women who struggle to take care of their health and happiness. In these episodes, you'll learn all about what's blocking you from taking massive action around your personal health and wellness, and how to overcome it using mindset and emotional management. Let's dive in. Hello, 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 my friends. Welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast. I'm Rachel Wood, your host. Y'all, I feel like I say this every time, but we got a good one today for you. So I was having this conversation with one of my clients this past week about the idea of commitment. And this is not something that's unique. People come to me with their worries and fears and concerns that they're like, man, I just, I, I'm not sure that I can really commit to doing this work. I'm not sure that I can commit to it. And that really means that they're afraid that they're likely not capable of making the changes or it's something that they're genuinely not interested in doing. It's usually one of those two things. But generally speaking, if they're coming to me and asking me about it, it's because they are interested in doing the thing. They are interested in making the changes, but they just don't necessarily believe in themselves that they can, which is fine. It's totally normal. And quite frankly, I expect it. So when you're trying to figure out like if you're actually capable of committing to this thing, you have to be able to assess and look at your level of desire and like how wavering that is and like really narrowing down what it is that you actually want. So like when we ask ourselves, like, what is it that we specifically want? If you're not totally sure on that, your like level of desire will fluctuate up and down and up and down. And that level of desire even though everyone thinks that it's built or created from our external circumstances, it's not. It's built from our thoughts. If you've been listening to the podcast long enough now, you'll probably be like, ugh, she's on the thoughts again. She's all about this mindset crap. Listen, I know that everybody wants it to be tangibles, but the way that it works in the world is that there are things out in the world that are in fact neutral And they have no meaning until we apply thoughts to them. I'll say it again. There are things out in the world that have no meaning until we apply our thoughts to them. So your level of desire is either there or not there or some level of in-between based on your thoughts about your circumstances. Now, your circumstances could be something as simple if we're talking about health-related things specifically, obviously. Uh, If you're thinking about what is building the desire within you, what is that external circumstance that you are having thoughts about? It could be thoughts about your body. It could be thoughts about the cholesterol panel that just resulted in your chart. It could be the fact that your doctor just told you, hey, you need to like start eating better, blah, blah, blah. Like there could be a variety of external circumstances. Maybe it was even something like you realized you couldn't run around in the backyard with your kids this week and you felt really winded or you walked up a flight of stairs and you're like, wow, that really like didn't feel great. I mean, it could be anything. There's so many things that stimulate people to like have thoughts about their health and consider what they're doing. Now, the next step in figuring out what your like level of desire is, is generally what is it that you actually want for yourself? Narrow that down. And then how badly do you want it on a scale of zero to 10? 
when I do this with people on consults, I think it's very important to do this. It's, it's really and truly very revealing. Um, and it's not like I expect or want people to say like level 10, I want them to be perfectly honest with me so that we can talk about what's keeping them from being a 10. So ask yourself, like, what is it that is potentially keeping me from being a 10? Like, what would I need in my brain, in my life, in order for me to feel like I was at a 10, all in, 100% committed to getting the result that I want for my health and for my life? What would that require? And you know what most people say? It's certainty and confidence. Certainty that it will happen if they put the effort forth and confidence that they can do it. It's literally always those two things. Because again, if they didn't believe in like the external product, if they didn't believe in like me as their coach, or if they didn't believe in like the fact in, in the possibility of getting what it is that they wanted, they wouldn't even have like been talking to me in the first place. Um, they wouldn't even have signed me as their coach or decided to work with me. And again, all of this stuff, I totally expect it's none of it is a surprise to me. And it's all very typical in terms of like human psychology. We all kind of have these same underlying fears, worries, and concerns masked in a variety of ways. But for anybody that's really, truly wanting to put their health at the forefront of their life and live as best as they possibly can in their bodies for as long as they can, and they want all of the opportunities that 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 having and they want all of the opportunities that having a healthy mobile body gives them, then Putting your health as this overarching, like, yes, this big thing in my life that I want seems like really easy, seems like a duh, right? And for everyone that's like listening to this podcast, and for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to assume, and for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to assume that if you're listening to it right now, health is a priority for you. If it wasn't, you wouldn't be listening And so we know that if the desire is there, if the true want is there, if you believe that health is a priority in your life or you want to make it a priority in your life, the decision to actually go after pursuing health and pursuing, again, what I just said, that whole idea of making sure that your body functions as best it can for as long as it can and all the opportunities that that brings you in your life as a human, then it's an easy yes. And generally speaking, I think that most people are like really do want that. There's some people that don't particularly care, but most people want that. So we know that the desire is there, but if you're kind of sitting here thinking like, yeah, the desire is there, but it seems like really nebulous or it doesn't feel like very strong or like, yeah, I have the desire, but I've never taken like significant action on it before. or The action has only lasted for so long. So like, why haven't I been able to keep the commitment? Why am I so worried about being committed now? And really it's likely because the thing that you are utilizing to build motivation within yourself, the 
dangling carrot, the proverbial carrot that's dangling in front of you isn't big enough. It doesn't drive enough desire within you. And I have a fabulous example for this that my client uh, presented to me. She was saying, you know, like, I really feel like this is obviously like improving my health is something that I want, but I am so worried that I can't make these changes um, because of X, Y, and Z reasons. She was able to use her ego brain and pull up all sorts of evidence as to why she couldn't do it, why she was had been a failure in the past, blah, 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 blah. And then she thought about it and she was like, well, but there was this one time in my life that I can say definitively that I felt like I was very capable and very strong and I wasn't worried about whether or not I could do it. And I said, what is that thing? And she said, when I gave birth to my first baby. And I said, huh, that's very interesting. What do you think the difference was? And she's like, well, I didn't even question any of it because of course, the impending birth of my child, like there's, there's no question about whether or not I can do it or whether or not it's going to happen. Like it's going to happen. You believe so strongly in your frame of reality that this baby is being birthed into the world, that the question of whether or not it's going to occur is not even in your mind at all. And your ability to birth the child is, again, it's not even a question. It's happening. Your body is made to do that. You will get that baby out one way or another. And so she also said that when she was making her birth plan, she had pretty much said up front to everyone, like, don't ask me if I want an epidural. If I want it, I'll ask for it. And not surprisingly, because she said she didn't want anybody to even present her with the option because in her mind, it really wasn't an option. She didn't need the epidural. But I'm curious as to what would have happened or what does happen for women that do ask or do have people present them with the option, like, do you want an epidural? And how many women in that the heat of the moment and the heat of the pain will say, absolutely, like, give it to me now. And for her, I think that this realization of this experience and how powerful she was and her level of commitment and her unwavering decision that this whole thing, her having a baby, it was already done and that she had spent nine months being un unwaveringly committed to this child. Again, it's not even a question, but her ability to do that was based on her mindset. Because there are plenty of women that have pretty miserable pregnancies. I'm thinking of my favorite movie of all time, Waitress. If you haven't seen it, it's with Carrie Russell. You need to go and watch it now. It's like, I don't know that I would necessarily call it a cult classic, but in my mind, it's a cult classic. It's such a fantastic movie. But, and apart from the fact that there's lots of pie, um, you need to go watch Waitress. But in Waitress, the premise of the movie is that this woman gets pregnant and she does not want to be pregnant. She's like, I do not want this baby. She doesn't believe in abortion. And so she doesn't actually go and get, get an abortion, but she's just like, I do not want this baby. Every fiber in my being tells me that I don't want this baby. And 
through the entire pregnancy, she's pretty miserable the whole time. Like she says to her gynecologist, like, I have no fondness for this child. Like this whole thing, I'm doing it because I feel like I have to. And so because of her mindset around it, because of her thoughts about the circumstances, her pregnancy was miserable. And the way that they like portrayed her birthing process was like miserable. But then of course she was still like committed to, you know, respecting the life of this child And so she birthed the baby to the best of her abilities. And that was, you know, kind of like when they say like a man falls in love with his child uh, when he sees him for the first time, this is kind of what happened to her. She fell in love with the child once she actually saw them in person. And so more or less, though, the idea that like you can truly do and create whatever it is that you want, depending on your level of desire if your desire is strong enough and your frame of reality on like you getting that thing that it is truly an inevitable consequence of the actions taken, then you'll do it. You'll be fully committed. You'll be all in. There won't be a question in your mind. And you would never take action to deter away from that inevitable reality. Like think about it. If a woman were to say, like, I I don't think I can have this baby. I don't think I can have this. I don't think I can do it. And, of course, everyone around her would probably be like, of course you can. Like, what are you talking about? Like, well, regardless of whether you think you can or you can't, it's happening. And so some people might argue that, like, it's a physical reality um, that has yet to – that is occurring as she is pregnant versus something that somebody is working on. And that's really the difference between a tangible and an intangible. But – regardless, again, it all depends on your thoughts about it. Your thoughts truly make your experience, whether something is an intangible or a tangible, it doesn't matter what it is. And so for the woman that is pregnant and is so excited about her baby and going through the birthing process, there is literally nothing, nothing that a good pregnant woman would not do for her child. Like most women would likely say that they would die for their children that level of commitment can move mountains, mountains. Obviously, for my client, her ability to say I am fully and 100% committed to bringing this child into the world, what happened? She brought her child into the world. It wasn't inevitable in her mind, so she made it an inevitability. And what I think is so fascinating is that you can utilize that level of commitment to anything that you want to create. It might seem crazy, but like imagine this and specifically in talking about transformations around your health and around your mindset and your personal happiness and wellness. Think about if you were as committed to that person, that future person, that future self, if you were as committed to them as you are or were to a baby that you were about to birth, what would you do? What would you do for that person? If you knew that them coming forward was an inevitability and all you had to do was take care of that inevitability, take care of what was coming and build the house for it, prepare for it, do all of the things in knowing that it's coming, that it's happening, you would do all those same things. You would do all of the health actions. You would start taking better care of yourself. And I can go into all of the things, but obviously like the health measures look a little bit different for everybody. But generally speaking, you do all the health stuff. You wouldn't even question it 
because you'd know I need to do this stuff. This stuff is super important. And if I don't have these things, I'm going to be very ill prepared for when that time comes to pass. Or I won't do my due diligence and I won't have the experience that I'm seeking. Again, it's you can you could still use the analogy of having a baby like you have this like for the women. Oh, my gosh, you guys have seen the shows like the women who um, don't know that they're pregnant and they like give birth in a toilet or something like how I can't even imagine how insane that would be. But like imagine for a moment that you like didn't know that you were pregnant. All of a sudden you've just got this wicked gut ache and you birth a baby like in the toilet. And then you've got this child that you had no idea about. You don't know how to take care of it. You haven't read any of the books. You don't have any of the bottles. You don't have any of it. Then you are going to be SOL and like up shit creek having not prepared and having zero commitment to this child. Like that's going to feel awful. It's going to feel like something you entirely did not sign up for because really and truly mentally you didn't sign up for it. You didn't voluntarily say, yep, I'm here. I'm doing this. No, it feels like you're being forced into it. And that's why when we take health actions that are not from our own level of commitment, it does feel like a tax. It does feel yucky. It does feel like this thing that we're being forced into. Of course. And not surprisingly, when we're forced into something, we naturally tend to dig our heels in and stop doing the things because we didn't have the level of desire required in order to be able to carry out and execute the tasks necessary to achieve the goal. It's really simple, but I want you to know that you can create that level of desire. You can decide where your level of commitment is at any time. And it really requires thinking likely more about specifics. Kind of, again, going back to that idea of like, if you feel like your health desires are very um, nonspecific and you're just like, yeah, I know it's like a good thing, but I'm not really sure like why I'm not really like super clear on like the exact results that it's going to give me. Like, why should I bother? You know, but thinking about like all of these, again, these opportunities that having a healthy body brings to you so many things. It's being able to continue doing the activities, the outdoor activities that you've loved your whole life, like biking, running, playing tennis, camping, hiking, traveling, all the travel. It could be things like picking up your babies, having babies in general, running after them, being able to, you know, walk your daughter down the aisle at her wedding, um, seeing your grandbabies be born. It could be Things like having the freedom of time because you're not spending absurd amounts of time in doctor's offices or pharmacy lines or like, God forbid, spending weeks and weeks on every single week in dialysis, things like that. It also creates freedom from stress that poor health brings not just upon you, but also upon like your family, potentially your coworkers and all the people that really do love and care about you. There's this really interesting, like in the corners of the internet, places where some people may feel like their health is nobody's business and it doesn't affect anybody else. But here's what I want to tell you. Your health, if you live in the world and interact with others, like literally unless you live in backcountry in Alaska and you never talk to anybody, like 
your health does affect other people. Whether we like it or not, it in fact does. One of the things that I think is really important to like understand or when you're trying to kind of potentially reconcile this thing in your mind, if you're if you're somebody that's questioning this, is the idea of like you don't have control over other people, but you do have influence over them. And same thing with your health, like other people can't control your health. You can't control other people's health. But your health and your presence in someone's life does have an influence and an impact over them. And I'm not trying to nag on anybody and saying, like, if your health is poor, you're having a negative influence on the people around you. No, that's not necessarily true. And it's not always true that, like, just because you have good health, that your good health is having a positive impact on other people. It's like it's all very relative and good health, bad health. Like, it's just important to be aware of the fact that, like, your health, your presence in other people's lives does have an impact on them in some way or another. But coming back to this idea of commitment for yourself, are you capable of making these changes? It truly depends on your why. You have to believe so deeply and strongly that what you want is truly an inevitability that you'll and you're willing to do anything required to get what you want. That's what is required. That's what it takes in order to actually achieve your goals. Some goals are small. And that's why like goals like, oh yeah, like I can drink 60 ounces of water today. That feels easy. That feels really simple. Like I've done that before. I know that I can do that. It's not a question. If it's not a question in your mind, then you'll do it. But if it is a question, you're you're essentially leaving room for it to not occur. So again, like the whole idea of having the baby, not having the baby is not a reality and it's not even an option. So we have the baby versus for your health goals. If you decide that these things that you want for your health and for your life are non-negotiables, they are truly not an option. They are going to happen. Then they will. You'll find a way. Your brain will seek out solutions to that problem. So to recap, what you need, level 10 desire an unwavering commitment to that goal with the belief that it is truly and 100% inevitable. That's it. And we can find proof of ourselves being able to do things, achieve goals with that level of commitment in our life all the time, literally all the time. Kind of like I was saying with the small things, um, it could be even as simple as like, I need to put gas in my gas tank in my car, and I fully believe that I have the availability to go buy gas down the street, and so because I believe that and because I believe that I have uh, money in my bank account and I have the desire to continue driving my car, like very strong desire, then I go down to the gas station and I get gas. 100% commitment, all in, because it's not even a question in my mind. And I have lots of evidence previous to be able to support why that is true and why there's no reason it shouldn't be true, yada, yada, yada. I hope you're getting the picture. Like high, high level desire, high level commitment, non-negotiable results. That's it. Okay. I hope this was helpful. And I hope this really gets you kind of thinking about whatever your health goals are and really pinpointing and nailing down what those things are that you deeply and desperately want that you are willing to be 100% committed to, full stop, all in, 100%. 
I am sending you guys so, so, so much love. And remember, becoming you is open. It's going to stay open. I fully believe in the power of this program to really change the lives of women and to not just focus on exclusively their health, but also like their physical health, but also their mental health. Because as you guys can probably tell, I fully believe that it is all very interconnected and we need both pieces. We need the physical health. We need the mental health. They play off of one another. And I fully believe that it starts with your brain. It starts with your thoughts. If we can manage our thoughts, we can manage our minds. We take action from there and we create the results that we've been dying for that we've always wanted, and that we believe 100% are possible. If you're interested in joining Becoming You, all you need to do is head to the link in the description, or you can head to www.realisthealth.com. You can go to work with me and you'll see programs. Click on that. You'll find everything you need to know about Becoming You right there. You can also find me on Instagram at realist underscore reach. I hope you guys are having a fabulous, fabulous day. Talk to you soon. Bye.